Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me in the hot seat is Amanda Klein. And here's a bit about Amanda. Amanda grew up in New Jersey and went on to Boston to pursue her undergraduate degree in child psychology and development from Wheelock College. She then received her doctorate in psychology from Suffolk University, Her career began in several mental health facilities for children in Boston, and then she transitioned into becoming an award-winning child care director in the private sector. After moving back to New Jersey, she became a social worker for a nonprofit that assisted children diagnosed with cancer and their families. Currently, she is a teacher in a private school, and she is the owner of her own telehealth business that focuses on child counseling and development. Amanda is a proud dog mom and enjoys musical theater and cooking. And without further ado, we're going to learn what are some of the red flags in a relationship? How can relationships affect your mental health? And are heartbreaks conditioning you to really go through that journey? Because it looks something different for everybody. So without further ado, please welcome Amanda Klein to GEMS Podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, Amanda. So before we dive into learning more about your background, I definitely want to connect with you on a personal front. So I'm going to give you two options. We could play a rapid fire game, which consists of 10 fast round questions or breaking the ice up front. Which would you like? Let's do the rapid fire questions. Woo! So we're going to play rapid fire with Amanda Klein and Genesis. So question numero uno. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? But here's the kicker. You may not be able to make it back home because you just found out they're no longer flying back to your home base. Paris. Number two. Favorite food. Pizza. Three. Apple or Android? Apple. Four. If you could go back in time, would you recreate any significant event in your life? I would swipe left on my ex-fiance and not start what occurred. (laughs) Five. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person, living or dead, who would it be? It would be... Famous wise Jackie Kennedy and personalized my uncle that passed away from COVID two years ago. Nice. And sorry for your loss. Six. If you could donate to any charity after winning the lottery, who would you donate to? I would donate to Sloan Kettering in New York City because my dad went there for treatment for cancer and they're absolutely wonderful. Amazing. So very servant leadership and giving back to the community. Seven, if you could be a fly on the wall, eavesdrop on any conversation, whose conversation would you be listening to? That's a good one. You know, lately, 
the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. So either one of them, just to know what happens in the aftermath when the day of court is over, what they like say to their turn something. Cause I've been like binging that. <laughs> hey, favorite TV, favorite TV show, movie or book? The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. Nine, coffee, tea or neither? Coffee. Okay. And 10, pass or play? If you play, I ask you one last question. If you pass, you get to reverse roles with me and ask me a question. Are we passing or playing? I'm going to play. Okie dokie. Let me come up with a good one. Ooh, if you could, um, no, wait, hold on. I don't want that one. I want to think of something that makes you think about it. Hmm, let me think. What if, what do I want to ask Amanda Klein? Oh, okay, here's a good one. So say you're on a deserted island and you only have a limited resources. So there are two bananas and a mango. There is a TV sh TV um shirt from your favorite TV that you want to get the merchandise or a CD, but you only could buy one item. What are you buying? The bananas. The bananas and the mango? Two bananas? Yes. Yes. I'll even take the one banana. But yes. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> <it>. Clearly. <laughs> Thank you for playing Rapid Fire with Genesis. Oh, man. It's always interesting to see what um, some people's uh, answers are to the yeah. questions. I think it's really fun. So it's let's unique. start. <laughs> Most assuredly. So let's dive into some of the work that you're doing. But before you got into the work that you're doing now, there was a back end story. So tell us what led Amanda to helping people work through those relationship red flags, overcoming heartbreak, and just really getting back in their zone of alignment when it comes to mental health. So a little over a year ago, I thought I met the person of my dreams. I thought he was Prince Charming. We met on a dating app. And right from the get-go, he told me how much he likes me, how much of this, how much of that. And I really thought I was building a relationship with this person. I thought I was building a foundation that was going to lead me to marriage. Three months into our relationship, he popped the question and asked me to marry him. And I said, yes. And we started building this life together and we were planning a wedding, we moved in together and all those things happened. And unfortunately in my relationship, not till the breakup aspect occurred is when I didn't realize all the red flags that were there. I think we all put on those rose colored glasses when we're in love and yes. And when that occurs, you don't wanna rock the boat. You don't wanna ruin what we think is a healthy and good relationship. And some of those red flags were me right from the start. The love bombing, I just learned this term, when you inundate a person with positive comments on their social media, positive texts, calls on a constant and consistent basis to that person. And that makes you really feel that this person genuinely has an interest in me. He asked me to lose weight numerous times. Um, he told me what to eat, what we were doing, and then it started into what makeup to wear, what this to wear, and it became very controlling and narcissistic behavior on his part because he wanted to turn me into the visual Barbie, I call it, of what I'm not. Wow, and I'm going to just interject really quick here because 
this happens time and time again. And women just fall for the same okie doke because it's like, oh, he's engaging with me or he likes all my stuff. And then slowly but surely, for every like, there's a dislike and they're weaving in things that make you feel less than. And sometimes the woman doesn't see it because they're like, oh, he'll change or she'll change because it doesn't always happen with a male doing it to a female. Females very well do it to males as well. And you brought up a good point, love bombing, because I had no idea what that was. So thank you for bringing that to the educational um, forefront. So those are some red flags to definitely be on the alert. Okay, is he saying more positive versus negative or more negative versus positive? In the beginning, it was positive because I think when you are starting that narcissism, narcissistic abuse, that controlling aspect of a relationship, they start with the positive. So they know they get you right from the get-go and then they do an ask of you. So mine was losing weight. And I said, yes. And I lost a bunch of weight. I did all those things because I thought I was doing this for the person I love. And the way he came across was it was because of my health. Yeah, I want you to be healthy. I want you this. I want you that. And I bought right into it. And I think that's the thing is they ask you something. And the second you say yes, they know you are hooked to some degree. Then they'll ask more and more and more. Mm, the bait and switch. They bait yes. you and then they switch things up. So whenever you um, were going through fulfilling his request, did you ever feel like there may have been someone else in the picture that he idolized, but he didn't have access to that woman. So he was trying to use you to as a replacement. No, I didn't get the sense of that. I got the sense more that he wanted to have control, control, and that it is all about him and his needs and wants is what more my relationship was with this person, that he was very narcissistic. He was very look at me, look at me. These are all the things I can do. These are my feelings. These are my things. And it came from more of a place of control for him okay. because he wanted control over somebody, which is very sad. And it clearly is mentally unhealthy for a person to want that much control over another person. And then to say they're going to marry them and do these things and then completely ghost them at the end, it's very hard for a person. So whenever he popped the question and proposed, you guys were living separately, I assume, right? Yes. And then we moved in together and we started planning a wedding. So then when you transitioned to cohabitating and living together and just planning out your wedding, which you thought, okay, he's the love of my life. I'm planning out my dreams. At what stage did he begin ghosting you, Amanda? So it happened actually, it was happening more that he wanted the control, control, control. One night he said something very mean and hurtful to me and I started to cry and I got very upset about it. And that is the switch that the whole tower came crumbling down, I say. He left the house, I stayed there. Then the next day when he came back and we talked, he kicked me out. Oh my gosh. Did you have like anywhere to go when he kicked you yes, out? I'm very lucky. I have my parents, but he just said, you, I started crying. I started expressing emotions and 
he just said, I'm done and asked for the ring back. And just that was it. And he asked me to leave. And so that evening I texted him and said, can we talk? Let's see what's going on. And he said, I don't want to marry you. I don't want this. I don't want that all through text. Wow. So then we get to the crumbling part. So that was the tip of the iceberg and the heartbreak that you went through. So let's talk about that heartbreak because that heartbreak is going to lead into um, the mental health. And then. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's shocking. And I think I had so many losses at once. I had the loss of the love of my life that I thought he was the one. I had the loss of his family who were nothing but nice to me, the loss of my home, the loss of my wedding. So when you amalgamate them all together, it's a lot of losses at once and it's a lot of grief. So you need to have time to process it. It's not gonna happen in the first day or the first week. And I was very lucky that when this did occur, I was so devastated and so upset that I immediately sought the services of a mental health professional because I was so upset and I'm a mental health professional and I asked for help. And I think that's the big thing is to ask for help. And that's what I did. And the therapist being an outside source asked me about my relationship and I would let her know, well, he told me it was 36 years about me and now it's all about him. He regulated what I ate. He did this. This is the way the relationship ended with him blocking me from his life. And I think an outside source really helps you by saying, hmm, that isn't healthy. That isn't correct. Those are not good things. Okay. And that is very, very true because it was like he was controlling you to the point where it was like manipulation. Like he wanted to have charge over you. So he wanted to be kind of like your ruler versus being the person that compliments you where you do life together. So um, looking at that and just kind of looking back at where you came from, what are some of the other red flags that may, that were in the relationship but you failed to see because you were in that honeymoon stage? I think a big thing for me was when I would example talk about I got a new job during this time and I would talk about it And if it was more than an extra minute, I was told I was ranting. You're ranting about your job. Or if I said, you know, this is a little overwhelming because he was dealing with a pain issue, for example. This is overwhelming. Well, then you don't have to be here. You can, I'll take the ring back. I won't express myself. And it was just the dismissiveness of my feelings and emotions when they were coming from a genuine place. Or if there was an argument or disagreement, I would express my feelings and try to logically tell him what I was feeling, why I did something. And the immediate thing was we argue all the time and I'm gaslighting him. That was the catchphrase. And, you know, when you say that you button up, you don't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to ruin this relationship. And I just really kept it all suppressed and just thought, oh, having a bad day, having a pain day, not having a good mental health day. And it results in this, that you have a genuine reflection back and you realized the relationship was not what you thought it was. And that's another heartbreak and loss you have to go through with this. Absolutely. So it's like whenever something 
happened. It was like you were making excuses because you didn't want to really look in the mirror or address the elephant in the room to really rock the boat to get out of the groove in your relationship. But where you are now and how you help other women who are going through some of the similar things, what were your biggest lessons learned and how have you used them as your story of triumph? My biggest lesson learn is trust your instincts. Trust that little voice in your head or the pit of your stomach saying, oh, that was not right to say, was it? That wasn't okay to do to another person. That wasn't okay to end a relationship over text, even at the end, let's say. Those are not normal behaviors and those are not normal things. So when you have those instincts, speak up. It doesn't make you love the person any less. It just makes you have a voice in the relationship and it helps the relationship grow because you both know your boundaries. You both know your respect for one another. And sometimes I say also to be brave and have those conversations and it's not always going to end well. And that's okay too. And you'll heal from heartbreak. It takes time and all those things, but you know what? It's okay. Absolutely. Cause I think we all have gone through heartbreak and, you know, disappointments in our life, but sometimes like my mom says, disappointments are actually for good, good, um, for good sometimes. And I have been in a relationship, um, similar to you, um, where it was a little bit of narcissistic there where, you know, I was working in oil and gas. Um, anyone knows when you work in oil and gas, you get compensated very well. Um, had him tell me, oh, you don't need to work. I can take care of you. Um, just little sub, uh, subtle things that were just happen. But then it was like one day where the light bulb went off and I, you don't want to do anything that alarms them to the point that you're going to leave and exit the relationship. So every day when I would go to work, I would take a little piece of my belongings so it wasn't noticeable then over time all of my stuff was gone because I didn't want to do it in a big move because that's one thing that you have to be mindful of when you're dealing with someone who likes to be in control and is narcissistic if you do something that is alarming then they're going to do something to get you back to the point where they're conditioning you. And when they condition you, it almost cripples you to the point where you feel like, okay, they changed or they're gonna work on it or whatever. When in actuality, it's just going back to that manipulation because they wanna manipulate you so they could still have control and charge over you. So it is, it is. It's called narcissistic abuse for a reason. And narcissism is in the mental health handbook for a reason under disorders. I mean, it's a real thing that I think people need to talk about more when a person really is all about him, that control, it puts a fear in another person. And it really makes you think about what's occurring in your life. You're like, is this really happening? I know after the end of my relationship, when I was talking to my friends or my family, they're like, did that really happen? I go, yes, yes, it did. And you just don't sometimes feel comfortable speaking up and doing those things. So um, at what point did you um, realize that speaking up um, after you went through that was your sense of regaining control for yourself, liberating yourself and coming into who Amanda Klein is because you know who you are, you regain your self-worth and you know, okay, I went through this, but I came out of it on the other side. Probably a month into it, I was in therapy, I was talking to my family, and I realized so many people don't have those options of 
seeking mental health or have a family or have a friend. So I was thinking of all those people that might need help through a relationship, through a breakup, through whatever it might be. We have all experienced heartache. And that's what really pushed me forward in to doing the podcast. I opened my own telehealth business during this time and really speaking my truth that someone that might seem very charming at first isn't. And to make other people aware of that and know that heartbreak is universal. And these are some of the tools I use. These are some of the red flags in a relationship just to help people that really need it is what I've opened my platform to. Let's spend time um, highlighting some of those tools because we definitely want to give the audience some practical um, tools to use and resources so they can begin to apply it now in their journey. So I definitely say a big thing for me was journaling. If something comes to mind that is off or you just, oh, that memory, this memory, I always say journal it and reflect back the next day and read it out loud to yourself. Having a resource of friends and family that you can go to to help you through it and add that extra support is invaluable, I feel. And just finding someone that's going to support you in the way you want to be supported is what I say as well. You want to find someone that's going to support you in a way that you feel comfortable with. I also recommend clearly no contact with your ex-partner, whoever it might be. I, you know, I honestly do not even have my partner blocked. So I'm saying this to, and I don't yet. I don't have my partner blocked on my, my ex-partner blocked on my phone or my face or any social media. But I always say, I think that's a helpful tool and the no contact rule as well. Just so you're not focusing on them, you need to focus on yourself and regaining your voice or just regaining your spirit again. I think that's a big thing. And then also to take those moments in the day where you find something that makes you happy or try something new. Things like that, I think, always keep us going. To find a consistent routine or find something we can be excited about is very healthy. Absolutely. And one thing that I would add here is um, exercise. Exercise could be a great way to relieve stress. And it's another way for you to build community with people who are supporting you. Um, I love the journaling. Um, since, I guess since I'm an author, um, writing is so therapeutic because it's a way that you yes. could reflect on your thoughts. Um, then just building a community, whether you're getting a support group from women or maybe some other men, um, a co-ed group where you could talk about things and hear it from different vantage points because you don't just want that yes man or yes woman cheering you on. You actually want to hear the real raw honest truth so you could um, get over it. Of course, it's going to take some time and I would encourage anyone not to rush through the process because whenever you rush through the process in life, you don't fully heal. Yes, I agree with that. I always, people else, I got to ask at a last podcast, when do you think they should begin dating again? I go when they're comfortable, clearly, but I wouldn't jump in the next week. I mean, you know, it's when you're comfortable and what speaks to you and what speaks to what feels right for you at that point in your life because you have your control back. Absolutely. You don't just hop out of the frying pan, then go back into the deep fryer. You have to take time. To... You're ready for this tidbit? Yes. My friend saw my ex on dating websites a week after this happened using our engagement photos. Interesting. So you know what? There's this one um, 
radio show. So I'm in the Texas area. So it's called 104.1 KRBE. And they have Rula and Ryan's um, revenge game. So <laughs> not to be like petty, petty patty or but I would just love to just do a revenge game where you would just contact his parents and say, hey, I think your son is dealing with some narcissistic abuse. And that's actually a disorder in mental health. So I'm just so concerned for his well-being. Have you thought about getting him some help? I've, I'm not even crossing that bridge. I really am in the fact of they want nothing to do with me. I want nothing to do with you. And I'm at peace with everything. And you know what? If he hears this podcast, God bless. Like it's not. Oh, wow. what it is. So his family cut you off too. I wonder if they really knew the full story because sometimes I feel like when. I have a feeling that his family is absolutely wonderful and just like my parents would support me, they're going to support their son. And it is what it is. And there was definitely red flags that I think they saw as well in him. And they think they're aware of his mental health and how he handles things in his life. And I think as a parent, you have to support it to a certain degree. And that's what occurs. Okay. And now I kind of want to... Um give some other tips here. So Amanda, for anyone that may be dealing with narcissistic abuse outside of some of the other tips that you, you gave, are there any other red flags that they should be mindful of or any terminology that people who are narcissistic abusers constantly bring up? They're going to constantly bring up something they want changed in you, something that actually reflects on them that they're struggling with. So it could be emotional, it could be physical, like in my case, that they're going to keep bringing up those things. They're going to be dismissive of feelings, and it's going to be all pretty much about me, me, me. No, that's going to be their number one priority. If you are lying sick in bed and they need something, they're going to expect you to go up and do it. They're going to expect those things. And if you don't do it, and if you don't do those things, they are going to get upset and angry. And I always say, throw a temper tantrum because they're so in their mindset of this is what I want done. This is what I need. This is, and when they don't get it immediately, they go off to a mental state where it is going to be a tantrum. It's going to be yelling. It's going to be kicking another person out. It's going to go to those things. So if they are doing that, and I think a big red flag always for me was, and that I see it in other people, if you tell them how they feel and they're dismissive of it, and they do not show you any respect for your feelings or emotions, red flag. Because we're all empathetic. And if someone's not showing you that empathy and humanity back, that, that they have clearly an issue. Very good point there. So those are some um, red flags for y'all to really be mindful of. And then for anyone that may be in this situation, but they may not necessarily have the resources to pay a therapist, is there any hotline that you could give for them to either speak to a live and trained professional to kind of help them deal with what's going on? Sure. The domestic abuse hotline that is all around the United States. They have a chat, they have email, they have texts, they have phone numbers on their website, and they are professionals that can help you. And if, again, if it always gets that bad and if you are brave enough, always contact the police if there's any abuse or anything going on, be strong enough to contact them. And then also you can always look up your resources in your county or community to see if you know, the local 
library, the local social worker, a nonprofit in your area has any resources for you as well, because they typically don't charge for them. That's really great um, tips. And then I guess for those who are in a corporate space or a work setting that does have benefits and insurance, sometimes the insurance does have an EHAP line, which is the um, employee, the employee health advocate program. And you could call some of those numbers. They'll help you find shelter. They help you find someone to talk to if you need food or et cetera. And it is anonymous. So you don't have to worry about disclosing certain information and having it get back to certain people. So always um, do your due diligence and look at what your insurance covers because your insurance may very well cover something like this or they even do um, counseling sessions. Like I know when I was working, um, there was eight, eight counseling sessions that were free of charge per each incident or issue that you were dealing with. Yes, and I think that's a very good thing that I see nowadays that a lot of companies offer mental health in their package and a hotline or whatever it might be. I think it's such a beneficial resource nowadays for everyone, for what everyone's been through. Absolutely. And as we wind down, Amanda, I want you to leave our listeners and viewers with your call to action for this segment. Sure. So you can find me at my website. It's www.childscounseling.net. And I'm offering free consultations. If you call, email, or message me on Instagram or Facebook, the hashtags are all on the website as well. So I'm offering a free consultation for any counseling sessions. Amazing. And that's so nice of you to offer that consultation, Amanda. So thank you for doing that. And listeners and viewers, the National Domestic Violence Hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. Again, 1-800-799-7233. And it's 24 hours and they have various languages that they speak. So you Um, don't worry about a language barrier because there would be someone to address you in your native tongue. So I definitely want to plug that information and don't be ashamed to reach out and ask for help. It's okay to say that you aren't okay. And lastly, but not least, Amanda, so I know you mentioned your website, but where do you primarily hang out on social media? Plug those handles. Sure. So it's Instagram and it's child underscore counseling underscore services or amanda.k1018. And on Facebook, it is under Child's Counseling and Developmental Services of New Jersey. Amazing. So there you have it, listeners and viewers. You just heard from Amanda Klein. All of her contact information will be in our show notes. So definitely tap in with her. She's offering free consultation. So don't miss that wonderful offer. Make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also see all video at YouTube by typing in at gems with the Genesis of Mars Kemp. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank you for continuing to support the mission of GEMS podcast, which is to educate, inspire, and motivate while we bridge the gap for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. If you're interested in being a brand sponsor and having your products and services heard right here, where we are ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts. You can head on over to genesisamarstemp.net, click on that podcast tab, 
and learn more. Until next time, peace. Thank Bye. you. Lots of blessings. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.